looking about the king and his kingdom and how to be good kingdom citizens. Hallelujah. We want to, there's a man on the radio, you may have heard him years ago, Dr. Cook. You remember him? He used to always end by saying, walk with the king today and be a blessing. Walk with the king. We have the king of kings to walk with today. And uh, we're kingdom citizens. Hallelujah. We don't ever want to forget that. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they bid you or tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not eat after their works. In other words, don't, don't do what they do. Do what they tell you to do. For they say and do not. Uh-oh, problem. That's what Jesus is after, right? He doesn't want us just to know the right thing to say. There's people that are artful at having the right thing to say, but don't know how to do what's right. And that's what Jesus is looking for in all of our hearts. And this is something that we can always be checking up on our own hearts. We don't have to worry about the other guy. You know, our human nature tendency is to make sure the next guy's doing, doing the right thing, saying, doing what they're saying. But really our only responsibility is that our own hearts, that we're doing what we're saying is the truth and how to walk in it, right? We have to match ourselves up. For they, the, the scribes and Pharisees, okay, they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Oh, uh-oh. The Lord didn't like that, did he? <laughs> they were telling the people, you know, I told you this a few times, they had 614 extra laws that they added on to the Ten Commandments and to the law that God gave. And they were telling people all the things that they had to do and they wouldn't even turn around and help them. And that's not how God wants us to live, is it? He wants us to be tender-hearted towards one another, compassionate helping each other however we can. We can't always do all that we would like to do, but whatever we can do, we need to try and help one another, encourage one another, be there for one another, right? right. It's what we need. And, and the scribes and Pharisees, they weren't about helping the people. They were about just exacting more from them. But all their works, the scribes and Pharisees, they do for to be seen of men. And they make broad their phylacteries. Now, phylacteries were small cases worn on the back of the right hand and also over here on their, on their foreheads between their eyes containing the moral code on strips of parchment. And they were usually only worn during prayer time, but the scribes and Pharisees wore them continually and conspicuously to show how, how righteous and how, how sanctimonious and how holy how holy they were. And what does Jesus say here? He don't care about the outside. Religion through the ages has has deviated in, in various ways, saying that the outward stuff is important. You know, whether you have a skirt down to the floor or a bun on the top of your head or all kinds of things. Uh, there's other things that years ago during the uh, dark ages, the church said, you pay us all this money and then you'll get out of purgatory and, and you, you know, all kinds of stuff. When you think about the stuff that people have said, if you don't do this, you know, you can't get to heaven. And Jesus said, whosoever will believe on me, right? 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus makes it simple. And he didn't like it that they were making it complicated. So that's that's good news. That's good news when we know that Jesus loves us and he's trying to make it simple for us to be in relationship with him. And he said about the scribes and Pharisees, and they love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats of the synagogues. They love everybody to notice them. And isn't that the world we live in? Everybody is looking to promote themselves and about their own ministry, and they don't recognize me, and I need to be recognized, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I do this, and I do that. Well, at the cross of Calvary, we all have to lose that, don't we? We're all sinners saved by grace, and it's not about us. It's about serving him and his kingdom, giving our lives, laying down our lives. And greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi, oh, they didn't put my name here, they didn't put my name there. Haven't you heard Christian people say that? That's not what we're in this for. It doesn't matter where our name is on this earth. The only place that matters our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the only place that is really important that our name be written. The rest of it, it don't really matter, does it? doesn't matter at all. Hallelujah. But ye be not called rabbi or teacher, for one is your master, even Christ, and ye are all brethren. Again, Jesus is saying, lose all of that selfishness and all of that pride. It's not about titles and recognition. It's not about that. It's about being brothers and sisters in Christ and loving one another. And call no man your father on earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you, uh oh, shall be what? Servant. Nobody likes to hear that, right? Oh, everybody wants to be the big shot and have the title behind their name, right? Let's tell the truth here. Jesus turned the tables upside down. And he said, you want to be great in God's kingdom, in the kingdom of heaven, is a kingdom principle. The greatest among you shall be servant. He who serves the best. What did Jesus come to do? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He served. What did he do when his disciples were fighting? Who was the greatest? He washed their feet. Wow. Wow, what an example. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy. That's not where our heart wants to go. Our heart wants to rise up and be justified. We're here to serve and to humble ourselves. That's who's the greatest, it says, in the kingdom of heaven. It's so so upside down to the world that we live in that really it's a fight to keep that kind of mentality going for, for each and every one of us. But by his grace, right, he'll, he helps us. We can't do it by ourselves, but he helps us. He helps us. And we just have to keep, that's why we read the word. We come back to the word because we got to check up on ourselves, right? Am I doing this? Am I, am I living like this? Lord, help me. I want to. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. These are kingdom principles. We want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. Well, we, these are kingdom principles. Whoever exalts himself 
And again, you know, I say it so many times, you're probably tired of hearing me say it, but our whole world is geared towards self-propagation. Me, 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 first, 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 ah, look at me, I'm great. They don't say it that way. But when you really think about it, everything, commercials, the everything, everything, business world, the secular world, the political world, it's all geared to, you know, you be number one, somebody be number one, and how wonderful and great they are, and so on and so forth. Whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. We never lose. Last week, Pastor preached about repentance being a doorway to blessing. The world has that upside down, too. It's the same idea. When we repent and turn from our wicked ways and humble ourselves before God, we come out the winner. But that's not the world's way, is it? The world's way is step on everybody else and push everybody else down, and then you be on the top. Yeah, so yeah, so we have to pray and ask the Lord to help us, that we will humble ourselves and exalt him. He's the one who is worthy to be exalted and praised and adored. Now he goes on, you know, and he doesn't um, pretend that everything is hunky-dory with these scribes and Pharisees. They were the religious leaders. They were the ones who knew the word, who knew the law. And we see here that he lays into them is what we would say in our vernacular. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Wow, those are pretty hard words, aren't they? You know, today if people get the slightest correction from someone in authority, it's over. They're out the door. They quit. They're done. I don't know where, when you come, if you're trying to live the word of God, we have to bow at correction, right? We have to say, wait a minute. I need to change my ways. I need to receive that. Thank you. Thank you. You know? Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore you shall receive the greater damnation. Wow. Harsh words, no? Here they were. It's one of the things in, throughout the whole word of God. God cares greatly about how we treat those who are widows and orphans. He cares greatly uh, about, and here they were, they were, they were stealing the widows' houses out from under them. And then going and making long prayers, pretending like they were really spiritual. God, it's not about the long prayer, is it? God cares about our heart. And this is what he's trying to get him, get him to understand here. It's not about what it looks like. It can look marvelous on the outward. I mean, you can watch religious ceremonies on the TV that look magnificent, but that's not what it's about, is it? God only cares about what's going on in our hearts. It's all, it's all that matters. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Whoa! Here they were, going and trying to get people to become Jews and believe according to the Jewish traditions, but then they were teaching them that their heart didn't matter. God didn't appreciate that. Wow. 
Woe unto you blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it's nothing. But whoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. They weren't supposed to swear by the temple at all. Oh, they were just finding loopholes. You know, God doesn't like loopholes. In God's kingdom, there's no loopholes for us, okay? <laughs> the loophole is the cross. <laughs> and there's only one way to come, and it's through the cross. Ye fools and blind. Look at the words he uses. I mean, really and truly, in our world, this is just totally unacceptable. It's not politically correct, and it's not accepted in the church either. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. So they were elevating the material, weren't they? The gold is more important than the temple. The offering is more important than the altar. They were flipping the whole thing upside down. The altar was sanctified by the blood of the gift. The, the temple, the temple was, sac was sanctified by the presence of God, not by the gold. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar swears by it and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple sweareth by it and by him that dwells there. And he that shall swear by heaven and swears, sweareth by the throne of God and by him that sits thereon. In other words, they could pretend to make it something that it isn't. But in God's sight, there's no pretending. It is what it is. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You pay, you pay tithe and mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. He's not saying don't bring offerings and tithes. He's saying, but you don't, you forgot about mercy and judgment and faith. And God wants us to be the real deal, right? Ye blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. They were all concerned about the outward and not, not concerned about the truth in their heart. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You may clean the outside of the cup and platter, but within are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. I'm telling you. <laughs> he really went after him, didn't he? He really went after him. We see here that the kingdom of heaven is about being real. He wants us to be the real deal, the genuine article. He cares about what's going on in our hearts. And we need to care about what's going on in our hearts too. Our prayer can always be, make me true. Keep me true, Lord Jesus. Keep me true. That I'm before you, there's truth in my heart. Oh, Lord, help us. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward and are within, full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So outwardly appear, even so ye... Uh, outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous and say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. 
Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? Wow. Here they had the living Son of God, the Messiah, God's Son, the gift from heaven in their midst. And they were looking to trap him and test him and, and kill him, do him in. Because why? Because of this. Because he was going after their hearts and he wasn't about pretenses. If he had come like one of them and, and had all the pretenses going on and, and, and joined in with them and like been, been on the same, same plane with them, they'd have been okay with him, right? But he overturned their apple cart. <laughs> and he told them, I don't care about what it looks like. I care about what's going on in your hearts. And what was going on in there wasn't good. And so we need to always be sure that our hearts are right with our God. Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barachias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Notice how he holds them accountable for all of the prophets that have been mistreated, killed, sawn asunder, brutalized because of the way they treated him. He was the last of the prophets and they killed him. And he knew that they were going to. And he held them accountable. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. In 70 AD, Jerusalem was destroyed and surrounded by armies. And dreadful, dreadful, dreadful things went on in the city. Eating offspring and all kinds of... If you read the history of Josephus, horrendous, horrendous, horrendous acts of violence and um, was just terrible so this came to pass O jerusalem jerusalem thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee how often here we see the grief of his heart how often would i have gathered thy children together even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings and ye would not he had longing in his heart here he, you know, he, he says to them, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. But his heart was to bring them into right relationship with himself and his father. It wasn't to condemn them. It was to, it was to open their eyes that perhaps they would, they would believe in him and believe in his father and see the truth and, and, and have a change of heart. He's always not willing any should perish, but he was telling them, unless you, unless you get it straightened out, you're, you're doomed. And how he longed over them as a hen gathers her chicks and watches over them. I would have done that for you, but you would not. You know, you rebelled. There's nothing you can do for someone who's rebellious against God or against you, right? When people are rebelling, you just have to let them be until they come to their senses. Unfortunately, you know, we would like to spare especially people that we love and care about. We see them walking in rebellion. We would like to spare them the consequences. But most of the time, we're not able to do that. They've got to get to that bottom where they go, oh, uh-oh, 
I guess my father was right. I guess my mother was right. I guess God is right. I need to get myself straightened out. Unfortunately, we can't bring people to that point. We've just got to let them get to that point by themselves. And then Jesus says to them, Behold, your house is left to you desolate. You know, the Israelite nation had been the house of God, the place where God chose to demonstrate to the world he was real, he was powerful, he was mighty, he was a God of provision. And now he says, your house is left desolate. For I say to you, you shall not see me henceforth till you say, shall say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. So we see here that there were serious consequences, and as there are in our lives when we don't bow at the truth of God's word, but we are desiring to bow at his word and to line ourselves up 100% that we will walk with him humbly always and be pleasing in his sight. This world matters not. It's all going to burn up. It's all going to pass away. People spend so much time and energy into getting this world's accolades. It's all going to burn up. Praise the Lord. Thank you, our Heavenly Father, for your word that always guides us and instructs us. May we always walk endeavor to walk humbly with our God. Keep us, Lord, walking in paths of rightness for your namesake. Amen.